Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Today we're talking about seven ways personal trainers can maximize lead generation from their website. So let's start nice and simply. What does the website, what's the fundamental role of a website's homepage in generating leads, James? Well, the fundamental role of any website is to help you get get you more clients, patients or members. But you can't always do that straight away. You've got to earn the right. So when we're talking about lead generation, what we're trying to do on the website is to engage people with interesting content that's relevant for them, answers specific questions and helps them. Then gives an opportunity for them to opt in, which means give a name, email address in to learn more about your services or learn more about your system of training, teaching, helping people get out of pain, whatever it is. Uh, on here so the fundamental role of the website is to a yes get you more clients patients and members but b first of all capture people's details so you can earn the right to educate them more about your business and services to turn them into customers down the road there we go as we say education be helpful as we keep uh, as we keep reiterating um on the podcast so number one this is seven ways uh, this is way number one Creating custom-tailored content. What uh, role does custom-tailored content have in lead generation? So with any website, you've got to be speaking to the people directly of who you're trying to help. If you try and target everybody and everyone, you'll hit nobody. So you've got to be specific about what you're doing. So custom-tailored content means creating specific content for people to engage with that they can relate to. Give a classic example here now. We've talked about this seven ways, you know, seven ways personal trainers can maximize lead generation on their website. If we were to call it seven ways to maximize lead generation on their website, we're going after everybody, but we're being specific on this podcast and helping personal trainers. You with me? It's the same with your website. Who are you helping? You know, what are you doing? What the custom tailored content means, you're talking about people relevant to them to help them get out of pain in a certain way or helping them get results. So if you are a personal trainer that is helping women over 30 lose weight after pregnancy. That's very ultra specific, right? So talk about content and tell people your message about what you're doing for that specific thing. So custom tailored content has got to be relevant to you and it's going to be relevant to the audience you're trying to help as best as you possibly can. Fantastic. As you said, make it the more specific you can make it and the more it answers your client's pain points or solves them, uh, the better, right? What about Reviews, what role do reviews pay, play? Massively. I'll let Andrew go into this then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, we, we, we've, we've talked previously about reviews, primarily uh, Google reviews, um, working in association, building a relationship with Google, uh, showing that uh, you've got compelling reviews that have been posted by clients. But equally, on our websites, um, having uh, client success stories that you can uh, write a piece on a particular client could be a case study that can be uh, tailored in such a way that it tells their story, how they, um, what brought them to you in the first place, uh, the journey they took with you, how you were able to to fix the underlying problem, the health and wellness issue that um, that first brought them to you. But all of this adds 
um, impact, it showcases your skills, and it leads the person reading that then to make a purchasing decision themselves. You know, are you the right fit for them? Um, does it draw them? And, and at the bottom of, uh, of a case study, for example, you might have a, a subtle call to action asking them to, um, to connect with you for a strategy session. But equally... They may um, have a similar can, similar uh, issue with the person who's, who's left the review, so it might connect on that kind of more personal level, right? Absolutely. That's why I like case studies particularly. But the, equally then, if they've read a blog post on a particular question that you've addressed that they, they were searching for, um, or in a case study that you've put equally another example would be having a number of testimonials um you know and their position throughout your website on pages where relevant and even a a testimonial page itself where you've got um post after post after success stories you know that adds up a compelling library of content then that showcases the skills that you have um which uh, which will play its part of course as well yeah Absolutely. Uh, number three, don't give up on forms. James, how can web forms be effective for lead generation for personal trainers? Because you need web forms to capture people's data. Now, I don't know about you guys, there's lots of news websites out there. I'll give an example, uh, Wales Online, for example, here in Cardiff. It's the worst website in the world because they try to get as much ad revenue as possible. So there's pop-ups coming everywhere. It takes ages to load. Oh, my God. I, the, the Liverpool Echo yeah. website is the most... I tried to read Everton News. It's the most horrendous thing ever. <laughs> awful. It's awful because they're maximizing revenue from that. It's just it's terrible. It's a bad user experience. So what we don't want to do is become like that. So they those guys technically have earned the rights to do papers and newspapers everywhere, but we don't. So you need to have strategic forms on your website. If you're on your homepage, it should be at the bottom of the page after people read your story to get to where you want to get to. Or we have timely pop-up reminders. So a little pop-up is when it pops up, maybe when you've scrolled three quarters of the way down the page, halfway down the page, or if you spent enough time on the website. But it goes, hey, if you like reading this, we'd like more information. Here's a free course or a free book that relates to this. So you've got to create a web form that's relatable to the topic they're talking about that encourages them to download it and learn more about you and your services, basically. So forms are so important because it's where you capture data and they can, you can pull them into what we call your email marketing funnel, which is all about educating and being helpful. Not trying to sell straight away, but trying to educate them and be helpful to say, hey, we, we exist. We'd like some help with that. That's it. Exactly. All about growing that email list, isn't it? And um, what about number four? This is uh, learn who is visiting your site. So why is it important to know who's visiting your site and how can you identify those people? How do you do that on, on websites? I'll keep it simple because this ties into segment, the second, the fifth segment as well. So we've got like learn who's visiting your site and then utilizing retargeting. So it's really important if you're writing content, you want to use Google Analytics and Google Search Console to understand what terms people are using to find your business in the first place. That's really important because if you understand that, it understands your market, but also makes you realize that some of the content you may be writing and producing isn't relevant to the people you think it is. It's going to people completely different. So you've got to change the message accordingly. So if you're targeting, let's say, how to lose weight in 2024, and you're targeting busy mums, who need to lose weight post-pregnancy, for example, but you're getting busy dads 
who uh, need to lose weight, there's a mismatch. So therefore your content hasn't been written on Google well enough to be found in line. So you wanna learn who's visiting your site to make sure the content you're producing is relevant to the people you're trying to serve, because if not, you could go back and redo your content to make sure it is relevant and the people that you do wanna come and find you is finding your website to understand, that's, Josh. That's simple enough. You mentioned retargeting ads, a little more complex. Is that paid for ads? Where are we going with that? Yeah, so again, if, we, if, we're, if we're going into pay-per-click advertising, Google, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or X as you call it, they all have what we call these pixels that can tell you when somebody's been on your website. Therefore, when they log into that platform, you can retarget them accordingly. Or Google can retarget you around the whole web where, where you visit from YouTube ads to little pop-up banners here on certain websites, probably the Liverpool Echo as an example, or Wales Online. Don't ever, don't go to that website, it's terrible. No, exactly. <laughs> well, they can see you and see you like consistently coming through it. So, but by making sure you get the right people coming to your website in the first place, you can make your efforts to retarget them a lot simpler too. Because if the wrong people come to your website, you will then waste money in retargeting them to get people into your website after that. So retargeting is important, but also so is the, the way you need to find how they come to your website in the first place. I know, for example, the number one search term for people to find you should be your brand name, okay? Or at least in the top three. I know for Strength Matters, as an example, our number one term for people finding us is aerobic threshold. Number two is Strength Matters, right? So one of our most popular blogs is what is the aerobic threshold? And people are coming through to us via that. So that's top. That's our number one blog post what people are searching. But Strength Matters is number two. So people are actively searching Strength Matters and people are finding us that way too. And we want that to happen. Absolutely. Fantastic. Andrew, I'm going to bring you back in because you kind of mentioned this before when we were talking about the reviews. Um, calls to action. Why is it important to have a good, clear call to action? This uh, I've made the, the mistake in the past where I've not had, um, I've either not had a clear call to action or when I've read my actual, and I'm thinking of blog posts here as an example, there was no call to action at all on the page. Uh, so I've delivered some great content, but I, and I'm sure uh, the reader would have benefited from reading that. But then I'm not taking them by the hand to to um, guide them to what I expect them to do next. And that's what we need to be doing with, with any page on our website is that what's the next step that I want them to take. And that's where a, a good and clear call to action can come into play. Um, it can be at the majority of the time, it's going to be at the bottom of the page. And it might not be, just so we're clear, it might not be, hey, come and uh, jump on to a strategy call or consultation with me. It might be just looking for some engagement. Hey, what do you think? Comment below. So we're just opening up that, that chain of communication, that conversation with them. But equally, um, having subtle call to actions positions within the content you create. Um, James mentioned like pop-ups, you can have bits that may be relevant. Maybe you've got a PDF, a workbook, a nutrition plan, a checklist that somebody might be interested in. I was going to say for personal trainers specifically, it'd be something along those lines would be good to download some sort of free content, nutrition guide, workout plan, something like that, right? Absolutely. And if you've got an image of that, 
uh, with a little button and they click that button, uh, um, uh, it, that would pop up asking them for their name and address. So we've captured that those yeah. contact details which, so we can then um, send out the welcome sequence and uh, that email sequence would include the link to that download. So those all play their part, but having that clear uh, call to action initially that's relevant to the topic that you're talking on is key. Fantastic. James, I'll come back to you for the final one, number seven, using a live chat for instant engagement. Now, what if you are a solo, one-to-one, self-employed personal trainer? How on earth are you going to use live chat? Well, live chat is there, but you can almost fake live chat. Now, we use a live chat bot called Front. Uh, that's the that's the That's the customer service system that we use on this. Now, not it's not suitable for everybody. We just get a high number of volume of inquiries coming in, so we need to use something like that to manage it all. But you can create a, well, with your website and with the systems we use behind the scenes, we always install it with people that a live chat bot where someone goes, hey, do you need any help with like an AI response tool back and forth? It gives the appearance of somebody who's there for live chat, but then filters them into the right direction. This is particularly good for bigger businesses. I think I think personal trainers on their own earning less than two and a half thousand dollars a month, you don't necessarily need it. But for the bigger guys, the gyms, the the clinicians, the the chiropractors, the osteopaths, those type of guys who've got more money coming in in a bigger practice, then you absolutely need that in there to filter them in. So if you have a full time admin staff, they can monitor it. Great. If not, you can set up the system where it's automated, where you'll be able to check it a couple of hours later, and they'll let them know going, hey, we will usually respond in a couple of hours time back. So Intercom, Front are the two we've used. We use Front because it's better better value for money and better service, I think, we find. But then if you're using our behind-the-scenes stuff with high level, then you literally get access to a live chat bot there too, which turns into email and even WhatsApp messages back too. So it's there's lots of things you can use. It just depends on where you're at and what you're doing. But it's an important aspect if you're a bigger business to use. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. So personal trainers listening, that was seven ways, or maybe six, ways you can maximize lead generation from your website. I hope you found it useful. If you do find it a little bit overwhelming, we can, of course, help you. Uh, If you want more clients or patients, then you can book in for a free 15-minute strategy call with us. Go to strengthmatters.com forward slash strategy.